is Pop Tech Radio. We are in Las Vegas. We are in the South Hall here at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show 2020. Joining me, I think you are the longest serving guest I've ever had. He writes for Jazz Times. He writes for Soundstage Solo, the best website for uh, reviews of headphones. He's also a writer for The Wire Cutter. And he is Brent Butterworth. And boy, it's good to have you here. Well, that is quite the honor to be your longest standing guest. Absolutely. Well, I thank you. You are And that you keep asking me to come back. I keep asking you to come back because you are fantastic and you're a good friend and you're a fellow musician. There's so many reasons to have you here. So on the flight here, because I'm only here for a day. Mm -hmm. By the way, folks, if you've never, well, we should rewind and say what this is. So first of all, the Consumer Electronics Show is here in Las Vegas. It is trade only. As you know, Brent, the general public is not invited. And it's been held in Vegas for, boy, it's got to be 30 plus years. Oh, I, this is my 31st. Oh, it is in, in Vegas. Vegas. Okay, yeah. so it's well so over. It was, it was at least several years before that. Yeah, and this, yeah. Is where, this is where everything in the world of consumer electronics is introduced. And, of course, the world has changed a lot. And as you and I were talking a few minutes ago before we got on the air, it's a different world now in consumer electronics in terms of how people buy them. Uh, they used to go to these things called stores. Yeah. They had doors and that they had... Uh, I remember that. Yeah. And telephone numbers and things like that. And yeah. when you talk to somebody and you buy stuff, and it's... I guess I'm kind of amazed that it is still as big as it is because... You know, what it used to be, let's say 20 years ago when I was here, um, you know, this is where the buyers for retail stores would come and they would see the new products. That was the original purpose of it. Sure. Of every trade show, really. Yeah, pretty much. You know, you would see what's coming out for the coming year and then you would place your orders and you would sit down with a salesperson and they would have that conversation. And that's what a trade show was. And and now with the continual shrinking of retail... It's different, you know. By the way, in days of yore, I sound like an old guy talking about it, but in the days of yore, you would come to this event and you would be seeing this stuff for the first time. Now, unless you're here with the press group uh, before it opens, a couple of days before it opens, um, it's online before the doors open on the first day. Yeah, a lot of the press now will basically have a lot of their write-ups already finished before the show even starts. Right. And then they're, you know, they're all embargoed until the start of the show, and then you basically just go live with it. So a lot of these things were written weeks ago. Some right. of them were written in December, even maybe November. And yet, as we both know, and we've talked about before, again, before we got on the air, that, you know, a lot of big companies don't show up. Apple famously never never has has come to to CES because it's so expensive for a company to bring in staff, to have booth space, to have a booth built, to have all of these things that are part of what a trade show is. Um, And... So a lot of them sit it out, or they, or they have suites in one of the major hotels, and they, they invite selected people up to see a couple of products. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it gets bigger every year, and I can't figure out... How? Why? why? How well, and, why? and they're building a whole new that's part of right. the convention center that's yes. going to be like one and a half million square feet? Yes, indeed. Um, so I, I, I've never figured it out, and you keep thinking like, 
okay, it's kind of reached the peak. Because you remember the Comdex show, the old computer show, yes, that reached a- its peak. It got so big, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is too big to deal with." And yeah, you know, it was it was it, Vegas couldn't handle it. They didn't have the infrastructure, and people were just walking from the convention center back to their hotel because you couldn't. The bus line was like an hour and a half long, and the taxi yeah. line was longer. And now uh, there's a lot more people here, and a lot more manufacturers. Well, you know, companies. I shouldn't say manufacturers anymore. But um, there's just so many people here, and it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger for reasons I don't really understand. Uh, understand. But I think there's you know there's just so much there's so much manufacturing that as a consumer you would never know about. There's a lot of companies here that you would that I've never heard of. Exactly. We're going to hold that thought because we're coming back. We are live at CES. This is Pop Tech Radio. I'm Mike Edchart with my good friend Brent Butterworth. Stay right there because we're coming right back. Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. Welcome back, everyone. Mike Etchart here from CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas 2020. My good friend Brent Butterworth of The Wirecutter, of Soundstage Solo, of Jazz Times, a wonderful bass player, just a good human, is here with me. Oh, My longest-serving guest, as I mentioned in the last segment. And I torture him every time he comes to Vegas for CES because I make him come on. and it, it's, He's my favorite guest, quite frankly, because... We go back a long ways now. Yeah, and I enjoy your analysis of, of all the show and everything, especially since I'm almost totally focused on audio. And so there's so much of the show that I'm just blind to. Well, and, uh, you know, we were talking again before we got on the air, and, and this used to be, it, it, you know, it, you, could, you could certainly call it the audio and video show. Let, let's say it's in the late 90s. Yeah. It was principally focused on home entertainment, should we say? Yeah. I guess, you know. It was and, TVs and audio systems and... Some other stuff, yeah. but it was TVs, and, and you know, you go to the main hall, and there'd be RCA and Sony and Toshiba and Mitsubishi and Hitachi and all these people that are no longer even in really the consumer electronics no, business. Exactly, and um, that was the whole focus. And there was, yeah, there was some computer stuff. There was like one hall full of computer stuff yeah. and a whole hall full of car audio. I'm looking around the room right now just to see what's here. There's just a lot of all sorts of tech companies. You know, there's a whole lot of robotics back in the back. Absolutely. A whole lot of AI. Uh, I was just at the Sands this morning, and they have a giant health and wellness area. And health and wellness is one of the biggest segments, and it was almost non-existent five years ago. Yeah. And now it's just, it's exploded. Um, As you said, AI, VR, Drones, you know, unmanned air, aerial vehicle things are here. Um, and, you know, it's as we went to the wrong booth where we were supposed to go. And we walked by those huge vibrating Barca Lounge chairs. Yeah. And that's a big business, those kind of massage chairs and things you wouldn't think about. And like you said, if anything, what this show to me is a testament of is the dramatic shift 
in manufacturing and how they were able to get these things to market so quickly and yeah. so efficiently. And well, I'm sure share this with guests after you, but when I tell the story often, actually, I remember coming to the CES back in, I think it was 98 when the first plasma screens were, and we talked about this yeah. on the air, I think. Yeah. You know, those were $14,000 sets. Yeah. And I was at Costco over the Christmas break getting some food, and I took a stroll down the TV aisle. And there was some fantastic, you know, I, I, I still in the market for another 50-inch set, and there are TVs that are like $249. Yeah, and they blow away. Right. They blow away the pla- the $240 ones blow away the stuff from like five years ago. Yes. and so, The best stuff from five years ago. And it's just dramatic when you see, and, and as you kind of alluded to in the first segment, you know, there's... There's, there's not only the, the companies that are showing their wares, but this is also a, a place where companies meet manufacturing people. And they see yeah. lots of uh, the folks that are actually building the, the stuff that we're seeing for companies. Because, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but very few of these companies are manufacturing them in a, in a, fa- in a facility that's uh, owned by them. Of, the, of their own. Yeah, they have them manufactured in China by companies that, that uh, I mean, I'm pretty deep in the business. You know, I do a lot of consulting and stuff, mm-hmm. too, and I even I've never heard of a lot of these manufacturers. But, you know, an interesting thing, an interesting side note, because, you know, it, it used to be all, like, buyers reps for big retail chains, mm-hmm. and then the manufacturers. But now, there's so much, this is so much of an outlet for promotion. And so the press, when I started coming here in 1990, the press core was about maybe... 150, 200 people, mm-hmm. and now it's probably five or 6,000. Yeah. And, and all sorts of people from all over the world come here. Well, and mainstream press, too, in a way that it didn't and used the to the mainstream be. press used to completely ignore this, and now yeah. they're all here, and they're yeah. all, they've all got TV crews here. and um, So so much of this is just a big, a big demonstration of... Uh, of it's just a big meeting place for the industry, and, and there's so many different, you know, there's big consumer electronics companies, there's little tiny companies. I've met with two or three companies that just make software for digital signal processors, which is pretty yeah. obscure, but they know that their client base is here, so they want to they talk to their client base and mm-hmm. the press people that cover that sort of stuff. Sure. And this is probably the easiest place to go. Even though it's frightfully expensive these days. It's crazy. You know, when you come here to Las Vegas for this event, you know, you can get, if you come to Vegas any other time, you can get a perfectly fine $200 room. Oh, uh, yeah. Or, or maybe 150 Or, or, or 100 Yeah, going. that's keep right. Going. I'm kind that's of right. a low life, so well, keep that's going right, yeah. <laughs> But uh, even the $100 rooms are $400 for CES. Yeah. And it's it's just a gouging. And so, again, if a, if a company makes the decision to come, Boy, it is a costly decision. Even if you have, you know, we're in the South Hall where, where these booths are, are, I would call moderate sized booths. Mm-hmm. Like we're looking at Sure and Earthquake and DG, DJI is just down the, down the road here. So Sure looks like to have a, a booth of about, it's about 50 square feet, I'm going to guess, maybe 60 square feet. Yeah. They're probably paying several tens of thousands of dollars just to rent the space and then to, to store this booth somewhere yeah. and ship it here. And they and built this booth probably largely for this show. That's exactly and right. And then, you know, when I, I used to work for Dolby Labs, as you know, and I remember when, when I, I used to, and I managed the show for Dolby Labs. And oh, we had well, hold 60 that. people that well, came hold to the that show. Thought. Yeah, that's right. 60 people cost a lot of money. All right, we're, you're coming back. we got Brent Butterworth. We're at CES 2020. Pop Tech Radio. Stay right there. 
Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in the Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 2320. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hey, welcome back. It is Pop Tech Radio. Mike Edshar with my good friend Brent Butterworth. He, of course, of the wire cutter of Jazz Times of Soundstage Solo. Great website if you're in the market for headphones. And Brent, have you seen a few headphone companies here today? I've seen a few, and a few is the right word. Um, because it used to be you'd see a gazillion of them. Oh, I was being and facetious, actually. I probably saw eight total. That's it? And um, Is the market officially saturated? The market's pretty saturated, but a lot of it is that the you know a lot of the more audio type guys are not here. Yeah. So all the big names in like high end headphones are not here. None of them are. Okay, and they're um, going where? They're going to the Rocky Mountain. I audio? shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. Kashur has some high end headphones sure. and Audio Technica and a few other. Um, they go to there's these Can Jam shows that are headphone specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to the Munich show in Munich in May, and that is kind of the Western European version of CES. That is the World Audio Show, effectively. Okay. Now. okay. That is where the world goes to do audio business and find out about audio. So they go do stuff like that. Things are so literally and figuratively noisy at CES Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard to make an impact. And it's hard even to make press appointments because, you know, if you're press, you're getting hundreds of invitations. I mean, I'm getting like 100 a day. Is that right? Yeah, of companies that want to meet with me. Most of them are companies I I have nothing to do with. But um, there's a lot of people who said, oh, I sent you an email. I'm like... I got 200 that day. So um, it's getting to be really, you you really have to spend a colossal amount of money to make an impact here. And, but by by that, millions of dollars. And I agree. And yet, as we kind of talked about, it seems like there's still just a line of companies waiting to show here. Yeah. There's Uh, no, there's no empty space that I've seen. No. And as you mentioned, they're building another uh, addition to the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center. And this is the largest place, I think, in the United States to hold a... uh, Certainly in the U.S. Yeah. To hold a conference or convention like this. Certainly one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. Maybe the biggest. Right. And of course, it, it, it is so much broader now than it used to be. And as you mentioned, I think in the last segment, that it... You know, this used to be ignored by mainstream press, and now you'll flip on any news program, and they'll have people here talking about what's what's being shown at CES. They and have big crews. It's actually getting to be a problem because you go to the booths now, and people are videoing. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I want to show you our new speaker or whatever, but there's a video crew here now, so can you wait a while? <laughs> and uh, and it could, might, could be a video crew. It could be, I was at one booth. I'm... Oh, well, I'll say it. I was at the Klipsch booth yesterday. Okay. Klipsch speakers. Klipsch speakers, a very, very well-known audio brand. And, and, there was and a, a legacy there was a, brand. There was a blogger um, from uh, Europe who was doing like a video blog, of, you know, selfie video blog of him holding the camera, like talking into it <laughs> and um, about his impressions of it. And he was just getting furious with people that they were like walking behind him and stuff and getting in the picture. So they actually sort of formed... A, 
uh, they like sort of held hands the clips people to like block people off so he could do his block oh it's my just god like, and, and meanwhile he's standing right in front of the sound bars i need to be looking at sure right so it's getting this just gets more and more complicated all the time it's just fortunately with since there's less audio there's less for me to see so yeah right really, you know. well it's interesting you know uh, cnet rounded up the six things okay. that will dominate this year's show and I love CNET, and I think they are right on the money. But they mention, of course, you know, the tech industry is going to be, it's all about services. And everybody wants to get that subscription money yeah. out of your bank account. And that's, of course, what is, you're seeing that everywhere. I think two of the big, not sponsors, but big kind of keynotes were NBC. And I think NBC is uh, pushing, a, they've got a new streaming service coming out this year called Peacock. It's called Peacock, exactly. And then the See, other... my fingers on the pulse of the Absolutely. No, and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, of course, Apple and Disney started one, and so anything related to services is being shown here. And I guess there's food deliveries, there's meal kits, there's clothing online things. There's all kinds of stuff that are all in the realm of services. And again, it's kind of the onslaught of membership. If you're a company looking for a good business model, that's a good business Yeah, recurring model. revenue is always nice. Always nice. And so we're going to, of course, see so much more of that in the years to come. And, it, yeah. and like we've talked about on the air in previous shows, it's we all have decisions to make, especially if you're a Netflix subscriber or you know you any television or movie subscription service. You now have, where there used to be two choices, you now have, or three or four or five. Now you have nine or yeah. ten or t- 11, 12, 13 and more coming on board. And so we all, as consumers, have some decisions to make over the next... Well, i got to start. This is actually really applicable to me, unusually. Because, um, you know, I normally am not, like, <laughs> super plugged into the scene. I'm kind of a speaker geek and headphone geek. But um, sound, uh, Wirecutter has appointed me to be their soundbar reviewer now. Excellent. So I am going to have to spend a lot more time watching these services because you know you gotta not only do we have really controlled tests you know controlled blind tests with multiple listeners and all this kind of Mm -hmm. stuff we spend a lot of time just using the products as a normal person would use them yeah i'm really kind of looking forward to it because it's going to make me sit down and watch stuff and my dog will love this because she can sit in my lap there you go i'm excited about yeah actually watching tv because normally i'm so busy doing other stuff i I don't take time to sit and relax and watch tv well and there is it's it's there's there's not enough hours in the day to get to all the great programming that's out there and again if you're and if you're in the market for a new set they're all here and uh make sure you get a good sound bar but then you know it's such a wonderful experience to watch that stuff at home and there's great movies there's great tv shows it's ridiculous so can i since we're talking about sound bars can i give you my impression for me of what's like the hot thing at the show absolutely you okay. have to do that in the next segment i'll do it in the next segment we're gonna take a quick, okay. quick commercial break you're listening to pop tech radio i'm mike etchart i got brent butterworth with me we are at ces 2020 in las vegas the consumer electronics show and we're coming right back Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE-equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60-0 braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years. 
presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, we're back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchard, Brent Butterworth with the wire cutter. Let's th- just leave it at the wire cutter because you're going to talk about sound bars. I am. Because you're now the sound bar guy for I the wire cutter. Now the sound bar reviewer and for the wire cutter. And I will just make my pitch that whatever you spend on a television, if you don't buy a sound bar, you are just missing out on so much of the viewing experience in your house. You really are. And the nice thing is that sound bars are at the point now where anybody can afford them. Yep. I mean, there's there's good ones for a little over $100. Stunning. Um, and they're, and one of the great things is if you have one that has an HDMI input, which is on all TVs, sure. um, you can just plug it into the TV and it'll work like it's part of your TV. You, you, you can get rid of the soundbar remote. You just turn the TV on with the remote. The soundbar comes on. It switches on. The sound comes out of the soundbar. You don't have to worry about anything. No receiver. No Volume nothing. control yeah, works. No exactly. receiver. No nothing. One cable. And so the, the manufacturers, the, the, especially your, your Vizios and, and uh, Sonys and Samsungs and LGs that don't have a, a, a big investment in traditional audio are basically coming right out and saying, yeah, we're, we're at the point now where soundbars are just, our soundbar is just going to replace home theater systems. Wow. Like, don't, don't bother buying a home theater system because our soundbars, because all these soundbars now have like Dolby Atmos in them. Right, Atmos and, is the uh, immersive sound. Yeah, the immersive sound, overhead sound. Sure. And they have so these up, they all have these up-firing, mm, the, the high-end ones have these up-firing yep. speakers and they have these rear speakers that have front-firing and up-firing drivers and it's all wireless and you just go plug this stuff in and it all works and you plug in one cable from your TV and there's none of this receiver nonsense to deal with. There's no wires to run. Um, it's it's just amazing, and these things with all these Atmos speakers start to sound like a big giant speaker system, except they're small and they fit right under your TV, and they're affordable. And now, and they're also, I think, the biggest trend for super hardcore audio geeks at this show is that the sound bars are starting to come with like twelve inch subwoofers. They oh. used to come with like six and a half inch yeah. subwoofers that were made out of like like boxes <laughs> that were barely thicker than a cereal box and they just go boom. But I'm not bitter. And and yeah. <laughs> they just kind of boom sure. unintelligibly. But now they they have you know subwoofers with them that are the more or less the equivalent of like a real standalone high quality subwoofer you'd go by. So this is really like a home theater yeah. speaker system. Um, that you just install in 10 minutes and that your entire family can operate. And, in fact, you don't even have to tell them anything. It's just hand them the TV remote and let them go. Right, right. So this is really the big trend. And some of the audio companies are, are getting in it. You know, Klipsch, I mentioned before, has a new uh, a new one I heard yesterday. It's $1,500. It's got all this Atmos stuff okay. built in. Yeah. Uh, it's got, uh, so you got two little surround speakers. You got a big subwoofer. You got a bar. And you just plug it all in and it works. And, um, you know, I, we're just going to see, you know, some of them are doing like Visio has one where the speakers actually rotate like they're motorized. Really? So when you're in Atmos oh, or DTSX, it turns they, they, the speakers actually spin upward Whoa. to point up towards the ceiling, so it bounces the sound off the ceiling. And then when you listen to like music, it'll turn and go back. And I already asked them. The first question I asked them was like, "What's the? Do you know what the lifetime of those motors is?" And yes. They said they're tested to over a hundred thousand cycles. I'm like, no kidding. Well, that's that's a lifetime. That's a long time. Yeah. So um, 
I'm just and you know, so the so these things are typically a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks, but you don't have to buy a receiver. Yeah, you don't have to buy a, a, a home theater speakers. You don't have to buy. Um, you don't have to wire anything. You don't have to figure out how to work it. You don't have to configure anything. All you do is plug the stuff in and turn it on. I'm really excited about this, and um, you know, I've, I've I have tested. A, I, I used to consult on sound bars. Sure, I, I didn't that, review yeah. them because it would have been a conflict of interest. But I quit consulting for the, for the most part, and um, so now I can review them for wire cutter, and so I have some insight into what what the guts are inside. There. Well, that'll be yeah, um, it'll be fun to because I'm in the market for another. I mean, I have a a really good sound bar, but I kind of feel like I need to upgrade, especially because I would like Atmos. This, which, the Atmos thing it really makes a difference. Yes, it does. Yes, it, and of course, there's so much music. You know, both you, both you and I are musicians and big fans of music and. Um, we both have friends that are remixing audio as we speak in, in the new true. Atmos f- you know, format. Yeah. And with, uh, with um, Amazon's uh, uh, devices that, that are going to be replicating Atmos music in Atmos and being offered in, in some of the subscription services, it's kind of it's a nice thing to have. It's, even if you're not using it for television, if you're just using it for music in the house and listening to, to one of your streaming services. Yeah. And it just you know, I've listened to just like straight ahead stereo jazz. Mm-hmm. through it with the virtual, you know, where it yes. figures out what's in the signal and figures out what to put into yes. those up-firing speakers. And it makes it sound kind of like you're in the Village Vanguard. Right. It's really just mind-blowing from a sound bar, you know? Oh, it's... It, it, it's Well, and, I mean, you know, you've been in the speaker business for a long time, and yeah. we've come a long way from where they would just crank out boxes and try it, and then try a different size box. It's all done in computers now. Yeah. They're able to simulate everything and anything when it comes to what combination of amplifiers and, and speakers and... You know where it is, and it's just stunning what they can do virtually before they even start manufacturing. Yeah, and and it's all got you know these digital signal processors in there that have all this crazy advanced algorithms that do all sorts of just really. I mean, it's technically really complicated, but they can basically just make these things do all just sorts of stuff. And I think now, you know, ten years ago, the engineers I think really didn't know. You know, they were they were doing the sound bars. They had these little teeny tiny speakers inside there, and they had digital processing, but they weren't really quite sure how to get the best out of those little speakers. Now they really know. Yes. So they're yes. they're doing little a row of little two, three, four inch speakers, and they're making them sound like big giant. It's speakers. unbelievable. It is unbelievable when you some of the th- some of the little. Um uh, wireless uh, speakers you've you've reviewed oh, uh, yeah. are just ridiculous. They are so cheap and so small, and you know, little portable speakers to listen to music on, yeah, like for on your, thirty bucks for thirty bucks, and they sound remarkable. Yeah, you know, somebody's putting a lot of engineering time in, but once you do it, and it's not that expensive to manufacture it. So here we are. Yeah, surrounded. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're talking to Brent Butterworth. We are at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, twenty twenty. Hard to believe. But we are coming right back. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pop Tech Radio. Kia 
Kia doesn't have to be the oldest SUV maker around, because what they lack in the cautious restraint of age, they make up for with the gravel-pounding ambition of youth. Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento SX, part of the tough-and-ready lineup of SUVs from Kia, with fully active all-wheel drive, torque vectoring corner control, and forward collision warning. Kia, give it everything. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Forward collision warning is not a substitute for safe driving and may not detect all objects surrounding the vehicle. Always drive safely and use caution. show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Popular Technology Radio, Mike Etchart with Brent Butterworth from The Wirecutter. He, of course, also uh, what do you say? Do you do you are you you don't you do more than contribute to soundstage solo? You curate. I kind of am soundstage. Solo. You are soundstage solo. <laughs> there you go. It's on your driver's license. Theoretically, we'll have other. We've had a few other people contribute. Yeah, but um, principally, kinda, you are the you were the main contributor to the. Yeah, website. I'm actually trying to find somebody to take a little of the load off right now, <laughs> right. get a little more perspective. But yeah. Well, so I was at the airport, obviously coming to Las Vegas, and I saw. I can't tell you how many people I saw with the. Earbuds with no wires. The true wireless. True yeah. wireless. I got to think that's a huge segment. I mean, a segment that's getting dramatically bigger by the month here. Well, it's taken over the headphone business. Right. And, you know, with the Apple uh, Air, original AirPods, and mm-hmm. now they just came out with the EarPods, which yep. are way better. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's at the point where I, I was talking to JBL, and they said it was going to be 50% of their headphone business this year. Wow. And JBL's an audio brand. It's yeah. not like... They're Amazon or Apple or something, you know. So this is audio people choosing to buy these things. So clearly, it's it is it's really making a mark, and that's been the focus of all the headphone companies I've talked to. Wow, that's dramatic. But they're pretty great, you know. They look. They started out like everything else. They started out and they were all horrible. Yeah. And but now you can go buy them. There's ones you can buy for fifty bucks that are really quite good. Stunning. But again, you, you talk, we we talked about this throughout the the show, which is. You know, the, the improvements in manufacturing over the last few years, it's dramatic how quickly they can bring something to market and, again, how quickly they improve upon designs. Yeah. It's like, stunning. Like every year, it's a, a, a noticeable Quantum. big yeah. difference. And now the big trend with these things is they're building, they're basically building them sort of like hearing aids so, oh. that, so that they'll pick up sound. They have microphones built in. They'll pick up sound um, and, like, you know, tailor that sound to whatever level of hearing loss that... that Oh, you have, yeah, literally you have any, yes. yeah. And they'll also do things. I, I was talking to one company today called Wear and Hear, mm-hmm. and they make these things. It's like a little neck band. It's not true wireless, but it's it's wireless. You know, it's a little neck band, and it's got the two little ear pieces in it. And it'll it not only does it do a whole lot of things to make speech more intelligible, like it'll cut out all the background noise and stuff like that. It actually will slow down speech. So if you're talking wow. to someone who talks really fast or they have a heavy accent or something, it slows down the speech without changing the pitch or the tone. So 
now hopefully the person takes a breath so it does have as it catches up. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was really amazing to me. And the woman who demonstrated it for me turned around. She said, "I'm going to turn around just so you don't freak out because it's going to be weird." And she started talking, and she's talking and talking and talking, and she's, you know, kind of halfway through a sentence, and she just turns to me and blank, you know, not moving her lips, and then the sound's still coming out from her. It was just slowed down. Well, and that's, you know, we, we as musicians, that, that technology exists for us to learn songs yeah. by ear. Uh, you used to have to, you know, take a cassette tape and slow it down or put your 33 RPM to 16. And it, but, of course, it slows the pitch down. And now yeah. on computers, you can throw a song in there and just slow it down and hear the, the, the guitar yeah. part or the piano part or whatever. This is clearly the same, same technology. Thing, real time, and it's $249. Oh, my goodness. You know, compared to the, that's the thing with the hearing aid market is you know five ten thousand dollars and you go multiple visits to the audiologist to get tested to get fitted to get tweaked all that sort of stuff and it's not like these are going to replace that because if you have severe hearing loss you're still going to need the hardcore hardware sure but for people that have lighter hearing loss like I don't know men in their fifties. Um, <laughs> like both of us, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, Guilty you, can, as charged. you can put these on if you're having problems hearing, you know, uh, understanding speech. You can put these on. And, you know, if you're like at the end of a conference room table or something, mm-hmm. you can put them on and, and hear better what's being said. And uh, you can, and these are also, uh, they work with the, the hard of hearing uh things that they have in auditoriums for the hearing right. impaired. Yeah, yeah. So the, the transmission system, so you can put them around your neck and get that. It's really, um, it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's just like digital technology making, you know, hearing assistance just stupidly cheap and really pretty good. That's fantastic. Well, as, as we get into those years when that's going to be a concern of ours, it's uh, more and more, uh, more, more and more I'm as the baby boomers uh, get older. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we need to wrap it up this for this particular episode of uh, Popular Technology Radio. Brent Butterworth, I want to thank you for being on the show. It is a delight as always. Well, it is good to see you in the flesh. We often speak, but, but uh, remotely, so to speak. Yeah. So, folks, thanks for listening in today. Don't forget, we are podcast wherever you get your podcast bin. In my case, that's on Apple iTunes, but we are out there just about everywhere you can get your podcast, so make sure you go back and check us out if you want to revisit some of the older episodes. And of course, big thanks to Radio America. They make this show happen on our terrestrial radio stations throughout the wonderful land of ours. Big thanks to Mike Paradiso and Jenny Deep. But we are coming right back. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pop Tech Radio. Now's the time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because we're offering Dodge Power Dollars on the 2019 Dodge Charger and Challenger, which means for each horsepower, you'll get $10 off your purchase. Roll out in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Maybe you'll take off in a Dodge Charger with available 485 horsepower. So come in to your local Dodge dealer now. See dealer for details. Offer not available on vehicle leases. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 2320. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Hey, welcome back, everyone. It is Mike Etchard wrapping up this particular show of our continuing coverage of CES 2020. Where do the years go? I was sitting here on the break thinking about what was my first year at CES? And I think it was either two, uh, 1995 or 1996. So I've been coming to this show for a long darn time, but it still is fun. It's just a gas to see all these. And I really get, you know, right around the Christmas break, I start thinking, all right, I'm heading out to Vegas. And I don't really like going to Vegas as Vegas goes, but it's so fun to come to this event. I think the latest numbers we have heard is that uh, 4,500 exhibitors, uh, roughly 20,000 new transformative tech products, and then here's the big number, 170,000 attendees. <laughs> yes, seems like I've seen half of them today. Um, but it is so fun to see all of the, all of the latest stuff. And you know, it's, when, when I think back to the changes since 1995 or 96 or whatever that first year was that I was here, one of the things that is so striking is that the entire category of digital health didn't even exist for certainly not in 1995, 96, but the entire category of digital health products is just absolutely booming. And that is sure reflected here in the entire section for anything health related. So digital health, gigantic thing at this particular show. And it's kind of fun to see everything. But of course, and everything like everything in this space in the land of consumer electronics it is cheaper. It is so much more approachable and easy in terms of the interface. So every year it gets cheaper. Every year it gets better, like just about everything here. But boy, digital health, really, really huge stuff. And of course, we see this year back then there was no such thing as artificial intelligence and all of these sensors and textile computing products that are here. So that is a gigantic difference back uh, since since those first those first years that I was coming, and also the one of the great things is you know the companies are, beco- are becoming so much more aware of sustainable operations in terms of how they affect you know their community and the environment, and there is much more of an awareness about that uh, than there used to be in those days, and so that is a a very positive trend as we're we're moving forward. Um, and of course, you know, we used to just dream about a la carte programming for our entertainment. You know, we used to be tethered by a cable subscription and now we're not. And so here at CES, we're seeing so many more streaming services, so many more choices for us as consumers and what we get and how that, uh, how we can, can control in a way we didn't used to be able to do control what entertainment comes and what we pay for into our house. Now, it's still got a ways to go, in my opinion, but we have a lot more choices now than we used to. And But it's still tough to get below $100 a month if you're like me in my house. You really have to kind of – there's too many choices in, in many cases now. And as we look down the road later on this year, of course, there's going to be a lot more streaming options coming into our, our households. So, you know, I know I'm, I'm certainly taking stock of – commitments I'm making to those monthly expenses and they certainly do add up when you tack on just 50 bucks at least for a broadband connection and then anything above that whether it's Netflix or Amazon or the new streaming service from HBO or AT&T or which is the same thing AT&T and HBO's new streaming service uh we've got the Peacock coming on NBC's new uh new streaming service, and many, many more coming down the pipeline. So we, as consumers, we have got a lot of choices to make as we head into 2020, and we're seeing a lot of those companies here 
And uh, you never used to see that. Of course, automotive uh, still gigantic here, uh, a force at CES now. But back in those early days, 95, 96, you hardly saw any and certainly no presence by the major automotive manufacturers. But here they are. And ironically, today uh, we just saw I think it's Mercedes was showing something, but also uh, Sony was showing a concept car. Sony, of course, not known for being an automotive manufacturer, yet here they were with with a, uh, a vehicle that they showed. Um, and then, of course, last but not least, so much talk here at the show this year about 5G and what that means in terms of the next generation of cell phones and that will be able to connect to the 5G system, what that means for connectivity for all of us uh, in the palm of our hands. And, of course, 5G may also be a um, an option in the home, depending on where you live and what your situation is. So if that's the case, that is a good thing to have more choices on, uh, on how we can get broadband internet. So on that note, it is time to wrap up this edition of Pop Tech Radio. Sure appreciate y'all listening to us from uh, Las Vegas here at CES 2020. want to thank Cody Castleberry, my producer. He makes me sound good and it edits out all my mistakes. So I do appreciate that. And uh, big thanks to Radio America. They carry us across our terrestrial stations across the U.S. And of course, don't forget, we are podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Happens to be Apple iTunes for me, so if you want to go back and revisit any old episodes, you can find us there. So from Las Vegas, thanks for listening in today on Pop Tech Radio. We will see you next time. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck. The Subaru Outback is all new for 2020. It'll take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive plus up to 33 miles per gallon. It'll take you off the beaten path with 8.7 inches of ground clearance plus standard X mode with hill descent control. Welcome to the all-new best Outback ever, the 2020 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. EPA estimated highway fuel economy for the 2020 Subaru Outback non-turbo models. Actual mileage may vary.